I've what the hell is that for thing? days. It's a clothes horse. A clothes horse. A clothes horse? Yeah. <laughs> Ali's got one. Right there. I've got one here. There's a clothes horse. What? Look at that. You hang up your clothes on it. Amazing. No, is this is this not universal? I thought this was a worldwide I've thing. I've never seen one of those before. Welcome to the All Over Teams podcast, the uninformed, uniquely <laughs> opinionated chapter to the sporting world. When I can be bothered to turn up, my name is Alistair Kirk, and I am once again joined by my two fantastic hosts. Uh, since we last met, he's done some laundry. His name is Jack Green. I do have a washing machine. Good to see you, boys. And across the pond, thousands of miles away in person, but very close to our hearts, he's just learnt the existence of a clothes horse. It's Jeremy Cure. <laughs> Hey, hey. <laughs> yes, that is true. Hello. 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 And ladies and gentlemen, hello to you. It's fantastic to be back after uh, what can only be described as a month, because I think that's the last time I turned up to do one of these. It's great to be back. Um, we hope you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Pods or your favorite podcast provider. Uh, Jack, Jeremy, you did a lovely NFL special last week. I'd love to give you a five-star review, but I'm a terrible friend and didn't listen to it yet. Um, but yeah, do you want to give us a little preview in case nobody's listened to it and they shoot Jack Green? Uh, there's a lot of a lot of football talk, NFL football talk, and um, the wonderful sounds, dulcet tones of me and Jeremy. <laughs> Smooth, beautiful. Like jazz. I was going to say like jazz FM late night, mm-hmm. Saturday night. Yeah, that's right. That's, uh, that sounds good. Jeremy, do you get jazz FM in Canada? You don't get close horses. I don't know. We, we get, get like two radio stations and stations and Owen Sound, and they're and they're horrific. Um, so maybe, probably not, because I'd I'd much rather listen to that. Is this like just... um? Is this like local? You know, like volunteers almost doing the radio? No, that no, it's, it's actual stations. I think oh. I don't know. Okay, just Brandon listening to Kesha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty much. All right. Well, if Brandon isn't listening to Kesha, hopefully he's listening to this podcast. Uh, this week, we're going to take a look at our teams. We're going to talk sports. We'll do our top threes. Uh, we've got a Yale. He's back. Question of the week. Fantastic. Uh, but gentlemen, um, I think we are still doing our team updates each week. So Mr. Jack Green, uh, North City, they're back in the Premier League. Um, and I can only assume they're scoring lots of goals. No goals. Conceded eight in two games. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's probably about all we need to say about that. The, yeah, the, the first four or five games of the season were looking pretty terrible anyway, but yeah, not the best first impression. Um, we'll see how the next few games come along. We might see some changes in the lineup, but not great to start off with. So we'll move away from that. Slightly better than that is uh, the Bills beating the Bears 41-15 in preseason, which is it's preseason. But some positive <laughs> signs. Mitchell Trubisky got a chance to to beat down on Chicago a little bit. And uh, Devin Singletary um, of your famed dynasty team, Ali, is yes, uh, having a bit of a blinder in this oh, preseason. Well, this is good news. So, uh, and the man that I thought was a tight end, Reggie Gilliam, scored two rushing touchdowns. So that guy is not a tight end. Um, he's <laughs> um, like a utility guy, but he's, it, it's looking good for the Bills. few injuries, digs is, is um, in and out, but feeling good about the season coming up. Um, haven't seen Josh Allen yet, but I don't think we will. Maybe a little bit next week. But um, other than that, uh, the Jays were doing really well, and now are not doing so well in the toughest division in the world. Um, <laughs> last time I looked, um, which is right now, uh, they're still fourth somehow, uh, but with a plus five hundred record, it's just about having to beat everybody in the division. And I think at this point, the Yankees and the Red Sox are probably gonna. Top them out. It's a shame, but they've. Um, it's a promising season with lots of young talent looking good. So, future definitely there. Um, after that, Seattle Sounders did lose. They've lost games. They've actually lost quite a few <laughs> since being unbeaten. Um, so yeah, it's all going a bit Pete Tong. 
Can I just say this is the peak Jack Green, Jeremy? I don't know if you remember that uh, Jack forgot to mention uh, the Seattle Sounders when they went on this winning streak. But as soon as they lose, <laughs> he brings them up immediately. Oh, Absolutely. yeah. Can't get enough losing. Yeah, I like this. Gents, uh, did either of you watch the Field of Dreams? Is it Field of Dreams, the baseball game between the White Sox and the Yankees? Uh, uh, I was planning to, and then I forgot. Uh, and then, of course, I didn't. But yes, it did seem like a cool idea. And I yeah, read all so- about it before it happened. Yeah, so for 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 our listeners who who have uh, do do not follow baseball, uh, yeah, there was a basically uh, the Yankees played the White Sox in a cornfield in Iowa. Um, they brought Kevin Costner out of retirement, um, oh. wheeled him onto the field. He didn't; he just walked on. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, basically they did. Yeah, it was kind of uh, to do with I've never seen the film Field of Dreams, but it was to do with the, the film. But anyway, it was a baseball game in the Midwest late summer in a cornfield near next to a cornfield. It was amazing. I highly recommend it. Watch the, there's like seven minute um, highlight package on YouTube. Highly worth a watch. It was great. Hmm. It's, uh, it's what I imagine baseball was like in the 1920s. So I thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, J- uh, Jack, thank you for your team's updates. Mr. Jeremy Curo, uh, on a scale of one to 10, how excited are we for the upcoming NFL season? Oh, uh, <laughs> nine, I think. Ooh. Mainly because I'm a little bit more excited for the college season, so I got that at 10, Mm. um, which I'll talk about a bit today. But yeah, um, I just picked up the new Madden, and that always gets me amped up for the season. So uh, yeah, it's going to be great. And my my Jets have looked pretty good in preseason. They got a bunch of injuries so far, but almost all to defense. And the best part is that the rookie quarterback, Zach Wilson, has looked very good, especially last game. Nine for 11, two touchdown passes, a couple nice improvised throws. Um, so they're probably still going to be pretty bad this year, but at least they'll be more exciting than they have been the past two years under Adam Gase because it's not possible for them to be less exciting than they were. Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, this reminds me, uh, we do actually have a new uh, college team for one of our listeners, which we should bring up some point so uh, maybe we can do that a little bit later on little uh, teaser for the listener uh jeremy anything else on your teams or where's that it we're good uh yeah no nothing really no one no leafs or raptors right now so uh just football pretty much all right well we will see how the nfl and college football season does when it kicks off imminently Looking forward mm-hmm. to that. As for me, uh, Tottenham, we're going to win the league. Edinburgh City are probably going to get relegated. And Edinburgh Rugby have a new manager. So there we go, gentlemen. Uh, it's wonderful to be back. As I keep saying, I've been away for about a month. So I'm excited to talk sports. Jack Green, what have you got for me? Not Jack's got nothing. Just the, uh, nothing. No, the, the like, I think the main <laughs> to- topic of conversation has been the, for me, really, has been the, the start of the Premier League season, um, oh, yes, kind of bringing yes, back yes, football yes. in England and Scotland. Um, and just how it's been, it's been a bit of a strange one, I think, especially in the Premier League, it, it, like teams struggling to find form in the first couple of games, um, maybe suggesting the league's going to be a lot more competitive this year. Uh, I think that Man City obviously losing to Tottenham in the first game of the season um, was a bit of a shock, but they are they are a bogey team, yes. um, so they do have a tendency to beat City and then just lose to everybody else. Jack, Man so, City uh, who are yet to win in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, which is is a fantastic stat for Tottenham. How many games is it? Three or four? Uh, four, four games, four losses yeah. for Man City. That's good. <laughs> Um, they obviously retaliated by smashing Norwich 5-0 on the weekend. <laughs> so um, thanks for that. Tottenham are going well though. And yeah, some teams have just looked horrendous. Um, Arsenal have have really, really been poor. Um, not really sure what is going on there. They've spent some massive money on players that do not warrant it. Um, Aaron Ramsdale being the one kind of pointed out uh, 24 million straight up front for a championship goalkeeper. At least that's what he was. Um, And they've got an international goalkeeper who's still starting their games. Not (laughs) really sure what they're playing at. Um, And Odegaard certainly didn't impress last year, but yeah, it's, it's, you know, the the more kind of positive things, Brentford look great, two clean sheets in two games. It's great to see a team like that come up and do well. Watford managed to lose a game, so I feel a bit better about it. Um, 
Yeah, like uh, I think uh, it's going to be a bit more of an interesting season. Like I said, it's going to be competitive. It's going to be harder for for the big teams to win games. Um, unfortunately, it does kind of mean that teams like Norwich may struggle a little bit more as every team is going to have much more of a kind of competitive edge. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's fantastic to have the Premier League back. Uh, the Guardian Football Weekly released an episode today that was simply titled, What is the Point in Arsenal? And I thought, this is I'm going to enjoy this. <laughs> I can't wait to listen. 55 minutes of this. This is brilliant. Nice. Uh, but they really are just, I mean, what has happened to that team, Jack? I mean, it, it's, it's it, you know, as a Tottenham fan, obviously, it's I take great pleasure in the demise of Arsenal. Um, but also, they'll turn around and ask, what have we ever done? But it's it's just unbelievable, the, the complete collapse of Arsenal Football Club. They are, they are just so woeful. They were terrible against Chelsea. Um, and, you know, they lost 2-0 on the opening day to Brentford, a team that have never played in the Premier League never played in the Premier League and they lose. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're home or away, you shouldn't be losing to Brentford if you're Arsenal Football Club. So no, their demise is something else, that is for sure. Um, talking football, as you mentioned, it's also kicked off up uh, north of the border here in Scotland. And of course, some good storylines coming out of Scotland, which is Heart of Midlothian beat Celtic in the opening weekend. Dundee United then went on to beat Rangers in the second uh, week of games in the championship. Wraith Rovers were leading 4-0 with about 70 minutes on the clock, drew the game 4-4 to Hamilton Aggies. Um, these are the sort of games you absolutely love. The Aberdeen team bus, it crashed into a bridge just near my, uh, my new <laughs> flat the other day. Um, so it's all go here in Scotland. It's absolutely all go. Um, and I didn't make that up about the Aberdeen bus. It genuinely drove into the side of a bridge. Just drove into the side of a bridge. Uh, didn't, you know, I mean, they had a massive sign that clearly stated how high the bridge was and he just completely ignored it and drove straight into it. But yeah, football's back. And I think the other great thing we should say, Jack, is um, let's take the morals out of it. Both north and south of the border, stadiums are pretty much borderline full, home and away fans. It feels yeah. normal. It feels like football is back the football that we love and i have to say it's made a huge difference to me watching games um and i'm guessing for yourself as you feel the same yeah definitely and you can see it makes a difference to the teams on the pitch i was watching um dundee against hibs uh, yesterday and it made a huge difference to dundee coming back to to get a point for a team that's been newly promoted to play against a team that's touted to be in the top three um, for them to ha kind of have that motivation and that push behind them. So it's going to happen a lot more. Again, looking on a, on a selfish level, teams like Norwich will maybe have a bit more of a chance playing at home with the, with the crowd behind them and giving them a, that boost that they, they need. Yeah, absolutely. And shout out to pod favourite St. Johnston, who are still... <laughs> Pushing above their weight by winning games in Europe it is remarkable nice. what that team mm -hmm. are doing. Really bad in the league, but let's just skip right past that. Uh, Mr. Jeremy Curell, have you been following the return of the Premier League in any capacity? Uh, only by watching Ted Lasso, but that's not the actual <laughs> Premier League. So, uh, no, yeah. but I will. I will. I, I would like to watch um, as much as I can this year. So, uh, yeah. Who was the guy on Norwich, Jack, that uh, some team was trying to get. Uh, is he still on? Was it Jamal Lewis? All oh, right, yeah. He went to Newcastle three years ago, two years ago. It couldn't have been that long ago. It was when no, we were doing the pod, wasn't it? Um, like last summer? I remember that somebody of, was trying to buy him. Todd Campbell? Some of the four. Oh, was it? Oh, maybe, was it was, maybe it was before we were doing this. Okay. Yeah. More anyway, recently, so though, two uh, years Max, behind. Max Aaron's Todd Campbell, maybe. Could be, yeah. I don't really know. Um, anyway, no, I haven't really watched any, but I will this year for sure, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. We might, we might get a title race in England. We might get a title race in Scotland. Who knows? We shall see. It's only been about three weeks, so it's maybe mm -hmm. not too excited just yet. Um, Jack, anything else on football spieling, or shall we pass it to our Canadian buddy? Well, let's pass it to Jess. All right, the baton is with you, Mr. Jeremy Curell. What would you like to talk about? Okay, so from one type of football to another, no surprise there. Got a few college football notes here. Ali, you can choose whether you'd rather hear about the quarterbacks to watch this season or some more universities with funny team names. Oh, yes. Team names. Team names, Lucy. Okay, so I just chose a few this time. I didn't go through everyone like last time. All right. Um, but we've got the Akron Zips. Brilliant. Oh, sounds uh, like something that Clint Eastwood would have called somebody <laughs> in Gran Torino. 
the Buffalo Bulls. And I'm curious <laughs> who existed first between them and the Bills and then decided just to change one letter overall. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, brilliant. Kent State Golden Flashes. That sounds like something a guy in a trench coat would do to you. Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. trying to sit inside. Uh, the Ball State Cardinals. I know you guys like anything state that isn't an yep. actual state. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That well-known state of ball. Yeah, exactly. Uh, North Texas Moon <laughs> Green. That's a pretty oh, good one. Brilliant. Uh, then there's a couple that have different names for the men and women, which is kind of strange. So Louisiana Tech Bulldogs and Lady Texters. <laughs> <laughs> no way. So I don't know. What the hell a lady texter is, but uh, uh, someone that texts a lady, isn't it? Yeah, except it's not text with an X. It's like tech, like technical uh, stir. So, oh, wow, very strange. That's very yeah, cool. lady texters sounds like you know me after a few beers on a Friday night. Anyway, uh, so the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers and Lady Toppers. Okay, I don't know what that is. And then my favorite, the classic, the Louisiana Ragin' Cajuns. Yes. yes. That's oh, a great one. In a way, kind of wish, kind of wish I'd picked them. Oh, that's a shame. No, well, they're never going to be on TV ever. So, True. Um, well, they do have cool uniforms. But if we're getting back to some guys to look out for this year, um, oh, I yeah. just made a list of a few, a few quarterbacks. Um, if you're like me, that's your favorite thing to watch. If you're a casual fan, especially, it's the easiest to to sort of follow. Yeah. So first it would be Spencer Rattler. Spencer Rattler, sorry, he plays for Oklahoma Sooners, one of Jack's uh, final contenders for teams. He's probably going to be the first overall pick in next year's draft, uh, at least now. But the last few years, someone sort of emerged out of nowhere to become that pick, apart from Trevor Lawrence. But uh, he's got a rocket arm. Uh, he's not that big, but he can sh- he can sure throw downfield, similar to uh, a, a sort of a Josh Allen type of guy. Uh, you've got Sam Howell from North Carolina. He looks and plays a lot like Baker Mayfield. He's probably the second-ranked quarterback. Uh, my guy, Matt Corral from Ole Miss, uh, very exciting player. They almost beat Alabama in an amazing shootout game last year. It was like 50 to 48 or something. Um, this name may appear later, but DJ Uyunglele. Nice. He's the uh, heir to Trevor Lawrence and Clemson. It's like 6'5", 250 cannon arm his dad's some guy called big dave Uyunglele, <laughs> who's 400 pound bodyguard for like uh celebrities brilliant Love big and dave. then two two new starters this year cj stroud from ohio state bryce young from alabama uh they're both like top five in um odds to win the heisman both going to be very fun to watch and lastly former usc and current georgia bulldog jt daniels and well there's nothing too exciting about him uh, he was the number three quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields just a few years ago. Also a five-star guy, but he's got the worst haircut you've ever seen. It's like nice. uh, Dwight Schrute from The Office, but with the back turned into a mullet. It's just you know <laughs> tragic. So uh, probably best to avoid those games. Brilliant. And just a few early matchups. Um, Jack's Hawaii Rainbow Warriors play yes. UCLA week one. That should be an absolute beatdown. Mm-hmm. Um, but more important is your actual team, Jack. Minnesota plays Ohio State week one Ugh. on Thursday night. So unfortunately, I think you're going to be asleep for that one. And Ali, your West Virginia Mountaineers yes. play Maryland. That should actually be a great game. Both teams okay. are exciting to watch. Okay. And I will try and catch that. I try to remember who everyone else likes that listens, but I remember somebody like Utah, somebody like Nebraska. It might have been Bruce and Danny, if I remember. Well, I was going to say, Danny has announced that he will be a Utah Utes fan going forward. Oh. And Danny is, you know, he's a massive sports fan and very likes to, you know, really likes to embrace the teams that he supports. So he has already bought merchandise. He has already had shipped in all the way from Utah, uh, the home of Ted Bundy. Uh, he's had some Utah Utes <laughs> gear shipped in for him. So it's amazing. Um, we've really started to, I think, well, you have, Jeremy, really brought college football to the minds of people here in the uk so this is going well yeah well it's never a bad thing to have just another sport to watch on a weekly basis something to do Mm -hmm. so um yeah great very happy that those guys have picked teams they're both good teams utah obviously plays usc every year so we'll have a little friendly bet on that one let's get that done and uh i think some of our other teams probably play each other too so we'll have to keep track of that as the year goes on 
All right. Well, what we could do is for next episode is remember who everybody supports. And yeah, yeah, can, uh, exactly. Because <laughs> uh, I am, I for one have forgotten uh, who most people support. So apologies for that. Jeremy, I've got a very random question. Mm-hmm. When Hawaii play college sports, are you aware of how it works with scheduling? Because I don't know much about Hawaii, but I do know that it is very far away from the West Coast of the US. So for them to travel week in, week out would obviously potentially... Um, not work. However, in the in the United States or in North America in general, flying from east to west for sports doesn't really, you know, it happens all the time. So, does that happen, or do they bulk up games so guys will fly into Hawaii for you know four or five road games and then they fly to the mainland um, for four or five road games? Well, they wouldn't be able to fly and then stay there, right? Because they have to do school during the week. You know, as much as a, yeah, a college athlete actually. Uh, focuses on school which is not much probably but yeah no they just have to fly every week or someone would have to fly there because you know there's nowhere to meet in the middle that's just the pacific um so that's i think it would be worth having to fly every few weeks to live in hawaii so not a terrible trade-off to make but yeah i never really thought about that to be honest yeah, no, it's uh, it's uh, once again, it's an Alistair Kirk question, which uh, nobody hmm. has ever asked because nobody really cares. But I well, it's interesting because you know people argue for London not having an NFL team because it's a further yeah. flight, but like flying to Hawaii is way further than <laughs> flying just <laughs> yeah. across the Atlantic. Yeah, it is in the middle of absolute nowhere. Um, but that, I mean, I always just I just think like just the distances and like the schedules. You know, I mean, just being a, an athlete in, in in the US, you know you spend half your life on a plane. I mean, it's incredible mm-hmm. what these guys do. I mean, if you, you know, if you were at Dennis Bergkamp and had a fear of flying, you'd be screwed. I mean, you just literally, you could only play home games. I mean, you would be, yeah, yeah it would be a complete, I mean, I wonder if there has ever been a North American athlete who's pretty much had to throw in the towel because they couldn't get on the plane. But Well, not an yeah, athlete, but uh, John Madden, who, of course, he call, wouldn't call fly. He, yeah. he, he drove to every single game. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was only, crazy, I guess, it? once a week. But even so, like, they're covering them all over the country, right? He could have been in San Francisco one week and then Miami the next. That's a long way to drive. Yeah, and friend of the show, Victor Hovland, he decided to drive across America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Although yeah, it's an interesting know. country to drive across. So, um, oh, I, you yeah. know, I think we've said it before. I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. I would be, yeah, I'd totally. Be doing that for sure jeremy thank you very much for that as we are saying to our listeners um friends of the show who listen i will be contacting you imminently to find out who the hell you support college wise so we can update you on your teams because i am very sorry that i have forgotten uh jeremy anything else on any form of uh gridiron football um i've got a couple of questions myself uh last thing i had is just a game to watch in week one usually week one teams play like you know tiny little colleges and beat them 50 nothing but uh georgia versus clemson takes place week one this year they're both going to be ranked in the top four to start the year whoever loses that game may not make the playoff uh so that has huge implications and, and that's week one which is uh very unusual but very exciting yeah um is there uh a, a, a favorite is there somebody that we're expecting to win? Mm-hmm. Well, Alabama's the favorite. No surprise there. As They've per- won like six of the past ten or something like that. But it's it's your it's it's sort of the classic. Recently, it's been sort of Premier League like type where it's the same. You know, five, six, seven teams at the top. So you got your Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, um, Georgia, basically. So some combination of those will probably be the the four that make the playoffs this year. Um, I've just breaking news, breaking news. I have just been informed, um, that I meant to be in an NFL draft currently. So that has gone well for me. <laughs> hey, feel free to jump in. Mind. Well, I may do that. Um, We've drafted here also, before. Yeah. I, I may actually do this. I will have to download the app because I don't even have the app for the thing it's on. I mean, I just, I don't know why I end up getting, getting drafted into these things because I'm terrible <laughs> at them. Um, now gents, I wanted to talk some CAFL, uh, Canadian football league because Jeremy, um, are there some new teams? There's a couple of teams, and I don't recognize the names, if I'm being honest. Um, and I want to find out exactly. if they're new or if they've been in for, for many decades. One is the Ottawa Red Blacks. Do we know about these guys? Yeah, they've been in for a while. Remember, okay. at one point, they were the Ottawa Rough Riders, one of two oh, Rough Riders they teams. were one of them, right. <laughs> okay. And then they, they, they folded, came back as the Renegades, folded again, came back as the all-caps all Red Blacks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they've only been in for a few years. Okay, that is perfect. And the other the other team is the Edmonton Elks. I don't recognize. Uh, they've been the Edmonton Eskimos 
for the mm. past forever. Ah, they named and, this uh, year. Right. It's like Cleveland Washington. Indians moment, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Although, yes. yeah, Elk's pretty good name, actually. I like the choice. Yeah, that is good. And I'm, I'm glad they've changed their name. So there we go. Apologies for not uh, realizing that. Um, That's okay. There is a new team coming soon, though. Oh. In um, somewhere in the Maritimes, probably Halifax, I think. I don't know oh. if they have a name yet, but it's Halifax. a great market for it. Um, I do enjoy if you go onto the CFL page on um, Wikipedia, and I'm not slating the CFL for any Canadian football fans out there uh, because I'm from Scotland and uh, some, you know, I follow a much maligned uh, soccer league, so there's nothing worse than people slag your league off. But what I do enjoy is when you read the teams. It's the number of teams in the section that teams that never played. There's a whole section towards teams that just never actually made it onto the field. <laughs> and I really, I could give you some of these. Uh, the Atlantic sure. Schooners. They were going to be in Halifax, Nova Scotia, um, but they couldn't afford the stadium. So that was the end of that one. Right. Um, the San Antonio Texans, uh, they folded before uh, playing. And the Miami Manatees. Um, <laughs> what a name. <laughs> brilliant name. Oh, that's uh, great. It, it, it says here, after exploring multiple cities to relocate the Las Vegas Posse, so there must have been a team called the Las Vegas Posse, uh, they chose Miami. But then uh, the league suspended all U.S. operations. So anyway, that was just a brief uh, segue or sidebar into uh, teams from Canada or America that go. They turn up and play in the CFL. So there we go. Jeremy, thank you for that wonderful update on uh, college foo- uh, football. I was going to say football, but that's soccer. Um, gentlemen, um, I would like to talk some NBA and just the craziness that so was free agency that has just gone past. Um, Jeremy, I don't know. If you agree with me, but uh, the LA Lakers appear to have um, lost the plot ever so slightly by just sort of signing guys that were good about five seasons ago and having a severely bizarre roster. Uh, So the LA Lakers will go into the season with pod favourites Russell Westbrook uh, and Anthony Davis. But they're also now, they've got Carmelo Anthony, Trevor Ariza, Dwight Howard, Kent Bazemore, Mark Gasol. I mean... These are guys that on paper are great names. I thought Kent Bazemore had retired two years ago when he left Atlanta, so I didn't even know he was still playing. But um, I don't know. Do you think this is a Lakers team that can do anything? Because it just, you know, I would have automatically assumed it would have been a Nets-Lakers sort of favourites to be in the finals next year, um, despite the, the Bucks and what the Suns have done. But yeah, that's a very odd roster go for, for next season. It is an odd roster, but you still have LeBron, you still have Anthony Davis, and just those two alone can carry you far. Uh, Westbrook, as you know, odd of a fit as he seems, he still is a very good player. It's just going to be whether he can adapt to a different role with L.A. Um, but you're right, they're, they have nothing on the bench at all. Gasol's shot. Uh, Dwight Howard's been done for like eight years. Uh, I also <laughs> thought Bazemore and Ariza were both out of the league. Yeah. Um, so but when you have three stars like that that goes a long way in the nba so they probably still will be you know the favorite in the west and in devastating news for yourself jack uh your favorite victor oladipo is currently without a team well he might roll himself back to indiana to be fair yeah, um, so the other things uh, from the free agency uh, from, from the NBA, uh, the Chicago Bulls, they've actually had a, a great uh, free agency, um, might actually compete, might actually get themselves back into the playoffs for the first time in about five, six seasons. Uh, Jeff Green and Ish Smith, they have now both signed for their 12th franchise, which is a record equaling wow. uh, statistics. So uh, here's Ish Smith hopefully getting to number 13 midway through the season, How uh, as that's often how it works. Sure. Um, JaVale McGee, he's gone to the Phoenix Suns, so looking forward to some Shackton moments in the desert. Uh, the greatest Raptor of all time, Kyle Lowry, he has left. He has gone to the Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy, I think you'd say that um, it was expected and probably the best for both parties. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's every, I haven't talked to anyone who's been upset about it. Everybody understands. Still the best Raptor ever. Um, Raptors aren't going to win anything this year. It'd be great to see him go to Miami and win. Absolutely. Uh, Chris Paul is staying in Phoenix, uh, which is brilliant for them. Nice. And he'll be uh, getting paid $30 million at the age of 40. So he's done a very well there. Kemba Walker, he's gone to the Knicks after bouncing around the league uh, for about two months there. Um, and the other big one I just want to talk about is the demise of Andre Drummond, uh, who has gone from being one of the top t- stars of the league to... Yeah, he's an all-star. I think he's on a, yeah, and I think he's now on a ba- base minimum contract in Philly, which is... Yeah, he's... 
you know, a couple of months away from playing in China, maybe. So I don't know what happened there. <laughs> yeah, so true. And he's 28 and he's been in the league for so long. Is I he really he only about, 28? Yeah, he's only 28. Oh, yeah, oh, I, thought, oh. I thought he was like 42 or something. Yeah, he's sure. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is bizarre. But anyway, that is the NBA. You know what's funny is we could just sit here because Jeremy's buggered off, so we'll just sit here. I think it still cuts off because he was in it. I'm gonna press goodbye now. Bye bye. Anyway, okay. Well, what can we talk about? Well, Jack's gone. How about, well, I can uh, I can give you some breaking news. I've downloaded the app for my NFL oh. draft. Oh, All right, we have pick. Yeah, for sure. Enter draft. All right, here we go. First pick, pull a Brandon, Warren Sapp, first overall. I'm 14 picks away. Oh, I think I've missed my flag in a minute. I think I've missed my first picks. Jack's defense. Oh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I've missed most of this draft. Okay. Well, All right. Who's, so far. who's your pick? Here's, Who have you also dropped? Here's my, t- here's my team so far. Here's my team so far. All right. Ladies and gentlemen at home, this is my team. Quarterback, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> Running back. How was that your Nick first Trump. pick? Uh, I don't know. No, that oh, was right. oh, no, that's surely not. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You won't be that wasn't idiot. my first pick. I'm just going through it position by position. Oh, okay. Yeah. If that's all right, because I can't work out this. No, no, no. So quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Running back, that's Nick fine. Chubb. Running yeah, back, nice. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, wide receiver, Mike Evans. Yeah, pretty uh, good. Uh, I've hit the wrong button, so I've <laughs> exited my team. Stand by. <laughs> you've, just, <laughs> you've just picked Paxton Lynch. All right. Amari Cooper. Yeah, nice. He could be uh, really wide good. receiver. Uh, try Travis Kels as he's. Nice oh yeah, oh, that's okay. good. That's a good one. You've done all right there. How many people uh, in this league? Um, I don't know. A ten maybe. <laughs> Not that many people. Who's Jay Dobbins? Jay Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. Nice. Dobbins. Nice. Ravens. That's another good Very pick. good. All right. Mm-hmm. Very good uh, indeed. My kicker, if I'm being brutally honest, looks like the cross between a pedophile and an IT geek. R. Blankenship. Oh, Rodrigo Blankenship. Oh, right. yes. The goggles. Yeah. All right. Former um, uh, Georgia Bulldog. All right. I have the Washington football team as my defense. Nice. I like that one. Mm-hmm. And uh, on my bench, I have one player. It's DJ Moore. Nice. He's done very well there. Nice. That's late yeah. to get DJ Moore. I like right. that. So that is Love my that. team. That is my team. I'm three picks away from actually being able to pick. So let's have a look here. I'm using another running back. So I need another running back. Okay, right. Oh, you got Dobbins. Who's uh, that? Leonard oh, yeah. Fournette. Only no. take no. Only take receivers and running backs until your last couple picks, I'd say. All right. Um, Unless maybe who's available? I'm one pick away. Uh, all right, we've got Leonard Fournette, M. Gordon. Who's M. Gordon? Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Ah, I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock. I'm on the clock. Don't panic. You're fine. Uh, right, so Leonard Fournette, uh, Melvin Gordon, Jay Robinson, uh, R. Mostert, Kenyon Drake, Mostert. Okay. I'd go Mostert of them. Mostert, Raheem Mostert. Yeah. Oh, I've heard He's the only number one running back out of those guys, I think. Uh, Gordon might be, but not for long. Yeah, but Javante Williams is yeah, good. Yeah. All right, uh-huh. well, I've taken Raheem Mostert. So there we go. Okay. Boys. fastest running back. In the if he stays, yeah, if he stays fit, he'll he'll go up. <laughs> there we go. I have to say. I probably, as this is par for the course of me, I probably drafted a better team by not bothering to actually do the draft. For sure. You've, you've yeah. drafted a good team. Yeah, that, yep. is, that is me in a nutshell. Yeah, okay. I do like, okay. as you know, as I do like the NFL, but I don't know much about it. So there we go. Right. By the way, I was thinking for top threes, would it be funnier if we send you our names and you yeah, actually and try to, and read them? Try and say them. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good, good so, like, call. if we send you a text with with the three names, and then you try and read out ours, and we say what yeah. they're actually supposed to be. Called. Let me write. What would now. be What would be good is. I'm on the clock. I'm drafting. Oh, oh god! Fucking, what, are you on the turn? Yeah, you must be. Am I on the turn? Yeah. Well, oh, you're yeah, pretty you're attractive. Um, <laughs> right. What am I going? Wide wide receiver. Well, what would be well, good? What's there? available? Uh, C. Samuel, T. Higgins, D. Mooney. M. Brown, T. Boyd, Antonio Brown. Higgins of them, I'd say. T.Y. Hilton. I like, oh, I always, I like, oh Jarvis no, Landry. Don't, don't pick no. T.Y. Hilton. Don't pick T.Y. Hilton. Jarvis Landry? No, not out Jarvis of the, I'd other, say. The, the other ones are better. I like Mooney, but he's... A T. Higgins? Higgins is probably the best. I would. Like, I'm taking T. Higgins. I'm taking T. Higgins. And then you can take P. Higgins. Perfect, right. 14 picks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what, we, what would be good as well is... Um, 
you could uh if you, I, I guess you could like say who the person is as in like what they do yeah i'll try and so okay like, yeah i have mine cool. ready to text you when the segment's ready right, perfect i like that's really good jack i like that good thing. yeah that is good God, you're good should be a producer uh, I'm just... uh, so where are we in this do we have more to talk about uh jackson we... asked some nba questions oh right uh, okay. i had yeah a nba question, a question. all right let's go for it so that was um, a very brief overview of the nba free agency uh, mr jack green i believe you have a question yeah i just wanted to to understand what a trade and sign deal is it seems like I think I have a small grasp on it, but the idea of having to trade someone, but then you still need to sign them as if their contract has expired seems a bit odd to me. It's almost like like to maybe having to pay for the, the priority or something. I don't know if that's what it felt like to me, but yeah. Well, it's, it's sign and trade, not trade and sign. So Sorry. the signing well, gets done before the trade, which seemed like that was part of your confusion. You had to trade and then sign. Yes. Um, so basically, why you would do that is if the team receiving the player doesn't have enough cap room to just sign them outright. So, for example, Lowry with the Heat, the, the Heat didn't have the cap room to just sign him. Right. So they, the Raptors had to sign him and then trade him and to take some salary back. And usually to take some salary, you'll get a young up-and-coming player or a few picks or something like that. So right. it's just okay. as a way to fit him in under the cap. So basically, he signs again for the Raptors on the premise that he will then become yeah become be uh, traded to that, the team he wants to sign with yeah right okay that's cool I just I saw it quite a few times with the deals mm. that were going on and just thought it's a, it's a very different kind of idea yeah nothing of, else really has that no I'm right in saying that the player chooses the team that they're going to. yeah 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 it's like an agreed upon deal I want to sign with them but it'll cost them 20 million to sign me. They only have 15 in cap room. So take a bit of salary back and take some draft picks too. It's like a gentleman's agreement, Jack, but unlike what's happened with Harry Kane at Tottenham, the gentleman's agreement is always um, honored. Stuck to because well, honored because you mm-hmm. sign it, I guess. So yeah, you got to do it. Your team is okay. now on the clock. Sorry, okay, on the he's clock. on the clock. Ali's, Ali's team right. is on the clock in case anyone. Oh God. Stand by. God, this is so stressful. So, so um, I, I took while you boys were talking about that. I took Joe Burrow. Nice. Uh, he was still available, so I took him as a backup QB, or if I just use him as my QB. Um, do I need? Do I want another tight end? Oh, I'm taking Gronk. Done. There you go. I'm really bad at this. Um, yes, Jack. I do hope that has answered your question. And for any listener who was thinking, yes, got to love the North American GM. Confusion, how anyone can be a GM of a team, I do not. No, gentlemen, do we have anything else to discuss sports-wise before we move on to Yale's question of the week? I've got a Jeremy Curo trivia question of the week, and then we've got our top threes. I'm good. I've got nothing. Yeah, We are good. Right, well, Mr. Jeremy Curo, why don't you fire us Yale's question of the week? Sure. I couldn't be bothered to write it all out, so I screenshotted his text to me and then sent that to my laptop, so I'm just going to read off that. Brilliant. Okay. So Yale's question of the week. Uh, And this was sent during the Olympics, which is why it's an Olympics-based question. Love it. Uh, With performance-enhancing drugs being an ongoing battle in the Olympics, should the event just give up and have two roads for each event, one being no performance-enhancing material or drugs at all, and the other be allowing anything from beaver tranquilizers to bath salts? <laughs> yeah, the the hundred meter sprint, but everyone's on PCP. I'd watch mm-hmm. that. Um, I think it's a great question. Well, Bodie Miller, the downhill skier, I think we've mentioned on the podcast before, he did just suggest why ban performance enhancing drugs. Just have two, uh, two classifications. Um, I'd like to see it. I would absolutely love to see it. Um, I guess my follow up question would be: What would be the worst sport to watch? What would be the best and the worst sports to watch? with people like just really high on drugs like somebody doing the pole vault but on lsd for oh, example or that you know, wall so climbing just, event yeah just running into <laughs> yeah. the crowd with the vault yeah 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 jousting all of a sudden oh, yeah God, like the canoeing someone just going around in circles around <laughs> the circles. <laughs> just like yeah <laughs> 
the, the person does the long jump, but they can't get out the sand. You know, just sort of crawling, just <laughs> like they're yeah, like good. it's like it's uh, quicksand. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'd be all yeah. for that. I'd be all for, for sure. that. But I mean, I guess would it be would it be like you know would you have the Olympics, the Paralympics, and then like the drugged up Olympics? The drug Olympics. Or, you know, yeah. would it good be point. a would it be a separate event? I I always say just let them all do whatever they want. Same with NFL, NBA. Just let them take steroids. Who cares? <laughs> Could get the best product out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I'm Yale. Yes, I'm all yeah, for very it. Good. I, I I want nice to one, see Yale. more athletes performing. Well, I mean, what, what was the, the, that great fact you gave us, Jeremy, about the the guy who hit who hit the no hitter? He threw the no hitter. Oh, on LSD. On yeah. LSD. So it's been it, it yeah. There fun. you go. Nice one. Good memory. I forgot about that. Right. Oh, fun. actually, while we're talking about drugs in sport. On a yes. completely different topic, sat down and um, in the space and time in which we haven't podded, sat down and watched the thirty for thirty. Start taking heroin. Um, not yet. Working on it. Um, the thirty for thirty on Lance Armstrong. Yes. And uh, he was obviously he was in the first pod we ever did. We talked about Lance Armstrong. And I I can't help but respect him a little bit after watching that. Who have you got? Right, okay. Who have you got? Wait, we'll come after um, that. Here we go. I am... T- oh, my biggest problem, boys, is I don't know how to work this app. God. <laughs> oh, David Singletree? Uh, well, who else? I don't think he's going to uh, get a lot of points. Two seconds. Oh, I've got 26 seconds. Right, I'm, I've, oh, got a wide receiver. I've got two wide receivers, a tight end and a running back and a quarterback. So I've got one one more to go. Fuck it. Let's just let's just pick a... Oh, should I just take, should I just take a kicker? That's my no. last pick. Oh, no. if you need a kicker, yes. But if you don't, no, I've no. got one. I've got one. Uh, running, oh, I've got ten seconds. Uh, the best running back or receiver, whoever's name you like, just pick. Yeah, I've taken Devin Singletree. Right there we go. Jack, please can do continue. That's okay. So I can't help but respect him just because he's finally now gotten to that point where he just doesn't care. So he's just a complete prick. But he's he's happy with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's your kind of guy for sure. No, but like, <clears throat> can you see what I mean? Like, it's, it's, he's finally gotten to that point where he's just like, do you know what? Yeah, I fucking did it. And yeah. here's the yeah, whole story. Yeah. I've done it. And fuck, it was good. And I enjoyed it. And this is my story. And I'm going to tell you all of it now. And I actually really he's- respected that side of it. Fair enough. I don't respect him because he lied for fucking years about it. And f- like point blank lied about it. And he's a complete knob to anyone that's ever crossed his path. Mm-hmm. But... I just in terms of that particular documentary on him, mm-hmm. I like the way that he approached it, and it was just very just like he was just showing his true self, and he's a dickhead. Like, and that's <laughs> but it was it was good to see him like that, and not trying to pretend for the media. I thought it was really is a really enjoyable watch. Yeah, I'll need to. I will need to watch it first and foremost. It's a, it's almost like when a serial killer finally admits to their crimes, and then they just they can't stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You've got to talk about the killings now. Yeah, it's like he's got to talk about his doping. It's but breaking. no, it's fascinating and. Um, you know, I mean, he—I mean, he did an interview what five, six years ago, where he basically came out and said, "I would, I would dope again tomorrow if, I, if, mm-hmm. if, if I was back at you know the start of my career, I would dope again tomorrow." So he, you know, and obviously that's been brought up in this uh, thirty for thirty, which is that, yeah, he—it's in his mindset, or it's you know, it's in the sports mindset, or um, so yeah. I mean, I guess fair play. He's just admitting to doing it, and you know, in episode one we spoke about you know was he good or bad for sport? And we were sort of saying, well, he's probably bad for sport, but he, through his success, raised lots of money for charity, you know, um, gave a lot of awareness towards, you know, testicular cancer. And um, those are things that we can never take away from his legacy. But of course he did do it by cheating the system for his, well, the majority of his career. I think the thing, Jack, is you hit the nail on the head there. I think the thing that really bothers me about him is the fact that he was such a prick to people when he was denying Mm-hmm. using yeah. steroids yeah, yeah. i can't really necessarily look past the fact that you borderline bully and uh, you know people's careers were ruined by trying to reveal the truth and now he's like yeah you know what actually i did do it fuck it i'm a lad you know and that's what kind of only thing that bothers me about him but um yeah i suppose at least he's still not trying to deny doing it and uh, uh who was the canadian sprinter that got done for doping it's like um, johnson yeah, could have been, could have been him. I remember just seeing an interview when when we were in Australia, actually, and it was on one of the Australian sports uh, shows over there, and um, I think they thought he was going to be kind of remorseful about taking drugs, and he just spent ten minutes just basically asking why other people hadn't been caught. 
that was all he did. He was like, oh, but, but, but that person yeah. did it. And I was just like, this is good, but you're seriously teeing yourself up for severe litigation. But mm-hmm. I guess uh, a chip on his shoulder. So, yeah. Uh, Jeremy, thoughts on Lance Armstrong and uh, the world of roids? Yeah, my issue with Armstrong was never the cheating. That doesn't bother me because everybody knows that it's just what everybody does in cycling. Um, sort of makes it a fair playing field for the others. And if you're not doing it, you're just not going to win. Um, but like you said, it's just, he was such a dick to people who were stating the truth. Right. So, um, I still think he's a bit of a knob, but it was impressive what he did. There's no question about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. No, well, I uh, definitely need to watch that. So, Jack, thank you for the heads up on, uh, yeah, 30 for 30. I have to say, I don't watch these documentaries near enough as I should because they're all all really well made. Um, but they're just mm. uh, so difficult to watch over here. I can never really seem to find a, a network yeah, that's having to pay for them. Uh, gentlemen, um, in a random uh, segue, I've got a quick quiz question, which is, uh, on average, how many dimples does a golf ball have? So, anyone want to answer that? 37. Uh, 290. All right, it's uh, 336. So, uh, Jeremy wins that one. Uh, by about, uh, yeah. I've got the three. Peeing, Jack. <laughs> you were close, Jack. You just yeah, had true. Add a, Good point. All right, we'll split that one then, Jack. One. All right. Perfect. That is fantastic. Well, gentlemen, um, is there anything else? Anything else we want to talk about? Anything else we want to talk about at all? We can talk about anything. We can talk about clothes horses, doping, um, Canadian provinces, Nova Scotia, um, anything you want. Anything at all. Okay, that's fine. Let's do good. Let's do our favorite talk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you can choose, Ali. Who do you want then? Whose do you want to read first? All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this this week's top threes. uh, We've come up with a great idea. It's athletes that I, Alistair Kirk, definitely cannot pronounce because, as we know, um, I have a borderline speech impediment and can't say many words. So, uh, Jeremy Curo, why don't you send me your top threes? Okay, I'm going to send the the three right now. All right, and I will read them. (laughs) All right. This is going to be good. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So what's happened is Jack and Jeremy, oh, Jesus Christ, are going to... They've sent me. They've sent, they're going to send me these athletes, and I'm going to have to try and read them out. So uh, number oh, three, damn it. it's got one of mine. <laughs> I'm going to have to number change th- one of mine. Sorry. Number three, Jeremy. Um, would you like to explain who this is? Oh yeah, he's a former uh, defensive end in the NFL. Okay. This is f- former defensive end in the NFL, Kenichi Udizi. Did I did I nail it? That that was good actually. Kenichi Udizi. Very very Kenichi close. Udizi. Basically the same thing. That's fantastic. Good one. All right. Well, I'm not going to do well with the second one. Uh, who's this? Another NFL player. He was drafted this year to Syracuse. He's a cornerback for the T- Detroit Lions. Was this the one this you had, Jack? The one I had, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. This is Ifitu Melifanowu. <laughs> Fatu Melifanwu. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. Pretty close. Great Pretty guy. Close. Great guy. Might get a jersey with his name on. All right. And uh, now, number one, is this... Is This is, is the this, son of a famous guy who this, you couldn't pronounce that was the inspiration. Is this the son of Jerome Arthur Lee, Adekunle Tig Jr. Elvis Iginla? Yeah. Yeah. Tig Iginla. Damn it. Tig Iginla. That was good. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Like you practiced only... on the first Iginla. Yeah. 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 And then you perfected it on the second one. Perfected so like, you only get half a point. That's yeah, true. I do. Yeah. I mean, no, I nicely done. Nice. Those are all tough, and you did well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. I mean, it is ridiculous that I managed to fail to say Jerome Ginla's name correctly for about three entire <laughs> podcasts. I mean, how difficult a name is that, really? Uh, Mr. Jack Green. All right, here we ready? go. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Uh, right, who's the, who's the first one, Jack? Would you like to tee him up from so he has also been drafted in this, uh, in this year's NFL draft. Uh, he was signed by the New York Giants. All right. This is Aziz Ojolari. That was pretty much wow. spot on. Yeah. Nailed it. Aziz Ojolari, yeah. Thank you for that. Well done. All right. All right. Uh, next up now, I believe I do know this. This is a cricketer, an Australian cricketer. This is mm-hmm. an Australian cricketer, although born in South Africa, as so many athletes these days are. Um, now, this is actually uh, this is an interesting debate because... I believe, well, everyone pronounces his name as Marnus Labuschagne, but it is spelt Labuschagne. So which one is it? Which one is it? Is it Labuschagne or Labuschagne? <laughs> it's definitely Marnus Labuschagne. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call him Marcus Labuschagne from now on. Just <laughs> <laughs> All 
completely butcher it. Uh, and finally, Jack, finally. Uh, this gentleman is a uh, is a winger, football player, um, used to play for Borussia Dortmund, Polish international yep. at one point, I believe as well. And yeah, good luck. All right. His name is Jacob <laughs> Blaszczykowski. <laughs> Not too far off. It's uh, Jakub Blaszczykowski. Close. Blaszczykowski. Can I send one more bonus? Yeah, please. Yeah, yes. do a bonus one. Yeah, okay, please. This is, this is the best Thai golfer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Jazz Jan Watanondondond. It's possible. I've never said it out loud either. <laughs> I did have a feeling you might just say me my own name because I've been known to mm. get that wrong. Uh, That's fantastic, gents. I really enjoyed that. I, I had three myself. I had uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang of Arsenal because I never know if I say Aubameyang correctly. Um, Toronto Blue Jays, one-time legend. Jared Saltalamakia. I don't know if either of you remember him. Um, turns out he's like a mad Trump fan, so fuck him. Uh, and then number one, it's uh, Tua Tagval... Tai- Tua. <laughs> Tungavailoa. Tua Tungavailoa, because where's the N? Everyone says Tungavailoa. Where's the N in there? There's no, there's no fucking N. Tagovailoa. Is that how it's spelled? Tag- Tagovailoa. Where's the N? God, I hate the English language or the Hawaiian language. It's just... Annoys me. So yeah. Anyway, I can't say to a thing Vailova. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, you're. Yeah, well, in a manner of speaking. All right, that's fine. And also, a uh, shout out to John Stamos of uh, the NHL. So, and John Cena on his return. John Stamos. <laughs> John Stamos. Uh, Stephen Stamkos. Uh, what's John Cena then? What? Oh, he fought for the title the other night at SummerSlam. It's a good fight. Good match. <laughs> I will. I will find some highlights and I will watch it. I um, actually found some, uh, I've got, uh, this is a really terrible, really terrible conversation. I've got uh, on my smart TV, it comes with like this like random app, which just shows like American trash TV. But anyway, it's uh, one of the channels is uh, it's wrestling and it, and like the advert for it, it looks like it's really professional, professionally yeah. done. So I clicked on it and it, and it genuinely looked like it'd been filmed in the garage of somebody who lives in like the US state of Iowa or Arkansas. Yeah. I mean, it was just Indiana probably or in, yeah, but I mean, I have to give it to them. They were really going for it. And the commentary was fantastic. And I, I nice. before I knew it, I'd watched it for about an hour, 20 minutes. And I was quite, <laughs> quite engrossed. And um, so, yeah. So anyway, that was my terrible story on low budget wrestling from the United States. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for that. It's great to be back podcasting. Um, don't really know what i'm doing because it's been so long since i've hosted a podcast but i think we got through it uh mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen we hope you enjoyed uh we're technically on instagram at all our teams but i've deleted instagram so i don't have access oh, to yeah. it anymore. and i forgot to pass on the password to jack or jeremy so <laughs> uh it's going well don't know if one of you want to just try and uh, download it we can talk off air in case we give away we can probably guess the password. password yeah i mean it's this password we've got for all our other documents it's uh you know mm-hmm. jeremy Jeremy69, something like that. Um, But anyway, so we're on Instagram, uh, Apple Pods, five stars. That would be lovely. Spotify uh, and all the rest of it. So, uh, gentlemen, it's been lovely. Jack, thank you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having us all back. Good to see you both. And uh, thank you very much for listening. All right, absolutely. I hope hope your washing dries in a suitable timescale. Mr. Jeremy Curo, thank you and good night. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Nice chat, boys. Good to talk. Uh, And we will... Uh, hopefully not take a month to have us all back that would yeah. be good that would be good um, well my name is Jared Saltamachia uh, I used to play for the Toronto Blue Jays and I'm about to ship a clothes horse to Canada good night alright uh, very good <laughs>